Welcome to over continuing Sefer Shofetim. We have a quick class today. So far, we're in chapter 4 of Sefer Shofetim. We have completed the story of Ehud and Eglon and Moab. The next enemy that the Jewish people had was the Yavin, the king of Chatzor, which in the previous chapter we introduced. He and his general Sisera were dwelling in Harosha Tagoim because Chatzor was already destroyed in the time of Yehoshua. Now they were... Unlike Moab, who came from outside Israel, they were in Israel. They were Canaanite people, which is, off, which is pretty bad on the Jews' part because these are the kinds of people they should have gotten rid of in Yeshua's time. And now they are, they are now uh, hurting the Jewish people. They're now oppressing the Jewish people. Uh, it was a, a bad time for the Jewish people. They had a very strong hand upon Israel. And they were there for how many years, did we say? 20. 20. They were there for 20 years. Okay. Now, we said we introduced... Uh, everybody to a to a woman named Devorah. She was a prophetess woman. She was the wife of Lapidot, which could either mean she was a fiery woman or a woman who made wicks or a woman who was the wife of men named Lapidot. Lapidot could be Barak, but it's not 100% certain. Barak is the general from... From Naphtali. He was from Naphtali, which tells us that the battles, the battle will take place is in the northern king, is in the northern, not kingdom, but it's in the northern area of Israel. So it doesn't really involve, it doesn't really involve Yehuda. So which tribes does it involve? It involves Ephraim, um, and we'll see the tribes that involve. So, but, so we're going to continue from Pasuk Vav, which is kind of where we got up to. And she calls to men in Barak ben Abinoam, Mikedesh Naftali, from Kedesh, the city Kedesh in Naftali. She says, God has commanded, God of Israel has said, go and gather on the mountain of Tavor, somewhere in the north, gather 10,000 men from Naphtali and from Zebulun. And we saw Naphtali and Zebulun are in the north. Okay? So if Devorah is sitting in Ephraim, if I'm not mistaken, and she's sending uh, Barak from Naphtali to gather people from Naphtali and Zebulun this is exclusively happening in, in the northern area of Israel now Har Tavor is next to a valley called Nachal Kishon this valley of Kishon is where uh, God said he will bring Sisera Sisera the general of Yavin will bring him with his chariots and with all of his soldiers I will give him in your hands. I'll give him in your hands in that area of the valley of Kishon. Okay? So Barak says to Devorah, who is giving him this prophecy, if you come with me to this battle at Har Tavor slash Nachal Kishon, if you come with me to this battle, then I will go. But if you do not come with me, I will not go. So Barak, who is supposedly the man, who is supposedly the general, he doesn't have the confidence to go on his own. He says, Devorah, I need you to come with me if, if I'm going to succeed or if I'm going to go. Isn't it like, I'll do it if you do it? Like he's talking No, back. no. I don't think he's talking back. I think he's talking out of trepidation. Like fear. out of fear. Like you are the prophetess woman. You are the woman who has, who, who's telling me to go, but I am scared to go. I want the spirit of God to be with me. So please join us so that we succeed. That seems to be the direction that at least the commentaries take with his, with his plea. Okay? And because of her response, you'll see her response. Batomer, so she answers, Fine, I will come with you. I will come with you to the battle. But just know that you're not going to have the glory 
in the way that you go, because now people are going to say that God sold Sisera to the hands of a woman. And Devorah goes up and she goes with Barak to Kedesh Naftali. Uh, sorry. Kedesh, right? It was Kedesh Naftali. And that's where they're going to gather people from Naphtali and from Zevulun. Okay? Wait, so, so why is she answering about his glory? Why is she talking about his glory? He's like, no. It's obvious that Barak She's... wasn't asking for glory when he asked for her help. I think no, that's, he's, that's saying, he's saying, he's saying, he's saying, I want you to come because in, to in our words, he wants to win and he's scared he's not going to win. He wants, he doesn't have the confidence to win on his own. He wants... He wants the nivuah or the niviyah of God to be with him to guarantee their victory. And if she says to him, okay, I will come. But if I come, know that if you had any intentions of being glorified through this battle, if you had any ten- intentions of coming back successful from battle and people singing praise to you, that's, gone. that's gone. They're not going to be singing praises to you. They're going to be singing praise, praise to... The to the woman. Now it's funny. That actually makes him even more glorified. He doesn't care about the glory. Well, I don't know if he doesn't care about the glory. It I'll may be right that his now. fear his fear is so great that he'd rather not have the glory and guarantee victory than to take the risk and have the glory. Yes, but doesn't that doesn't that turn somebody into a great leader or a humble leader? I don't know. I don't know if it turns him into a humble leader or a scared leader. I think the intent of the text, or at least of Devorah, the expectation out of Barak is that at least he has, he should have the confidence to trust in God's word and to do it on his own. Should I read this for no It seems like, uh, sure, sure. Barak did not lack faith in God or in Devorah's prophecy. Rather, he considered himself unworthy of such a momentous <laughs> miracle and felt that he needed the merit of the judge and the prophetess to ensure the success it's, of his it's mission. A, it's a religious commentary. Yeah, Meaning it's, it's, a, no, it's a... There's no... It's like an art scroll. It's a very from Khidush. Right? The, so the Khidush is saying... They're giving the benefit of the doubt. They're giving him the benefit of the doubt. Right? They're giving the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't actually scared. He just thought, who am it's I? I'm a, what it is, so I'm a humble person. A humble I'm a humble yeah. guy. So... But they didn't then. quote anyone in that. It's but from the way... From the way she answers him... She's From saying, the way she answers him, don't be a wuss, go do it. Like, yeah, it, sound, it, it sounds like, this? just from the tone of her response, it, tell, it sounds like he was more concerned. He was just, a, he just lacked a little bit of confidence. Like, like, meaning if his, if his intent was really, I'm not a righteous enough person, I need Devorah to be there with me, so that we have the zechut, then she would have told him, don't worry, you have the zechut already. The nevoah was to, for you to go and succeed. What are you talking about? You know, I, 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 to be honest, it's not so believable. This, uh, this benefit of the doubt is thing. This, that is says. this where the idea of them being married came from? Because he's talking to her this way. I don't know. I don't know where the idea comes. I think the idea just comes from the fact that barak means lightning and lapidot means flame. So the, because they're related, they said, "Oh, maybe it's barak," and it's the same same story. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the story indicates that they're married. The fact that they live apart. We had to explain it away by saying she left him once she became a Neviyah. So, okay, Pasuk Yud, Vayazek Barak et Zivulun ve'et Naftali. So he gathers, Zivulun and Naftali Ketcha, Vayal Baragla Vaseret Alfeish. He brought 10,000 men, Vatali Mod Devorah, and Devorah went with him. Now, side note, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Vechever Akeni Nifrad Mikain. If you remember, we had the Keni people, who were the descendants of Yitro, had gone and lived with Yehuda in the south. But one of the families, from the family of Hever, they had left Yehuda's territory, and they had gone and lived in the north. 
So the Hever Akenin Ifrad Mikan Mibne Chovav Chotel Moshe, the family of Hever, they separated from Cain and they went and they lived in the north. And they dwelt in Kedesh, which was in the area of Naphtali. So know that there's one descendant of Yitro who is not with Cain in the south, but who's in Naphtali near the place where the battle is going to be. Okay, this descendant of Yitro is there. They so important? They're very important here in this pasuk, in, in this general, story. The whole Yitro story, it's. He's, he's a convert that yeah. moved and they're going out of their way like and this guy is by the way he's still from Yitro like the Shimon doesn't even have it it's like Yitro is guaranteed that the goodness of Israel would befall him as well I think a lot of the, the, the saying that by the way this family that lived in Israel peacefully was from Yitro is to try and say that God kept his promise or that the Jews kept their promise or that, that the goodness that befell the Jewish people Whenever God does good to you, we will do good to you. Do good to us, we will do good to you as well. All of this is kind of like proving that whatever was promised to Yitro did occur. But let's, let's stay on track for a second. They told Sisera that Barak, son of, Abinom, son of Abinom, was now on mountain of Tabor with his 10,000 men. Sisera is a general, right? Sisera is a general of Yavin's army. What's the name even? What's the, why is Sisera. I don't know. What does Sisera mean? Did we discuss the... No, I don't know what Sisera means. Okay, by Yazek Sisera et Kor, what does Yavin mean? It means to understand. I mean, I, I, I'm not, we're not going to get into the relevance of the names. What does Ehud mean? What does Eglon mean? Okay. He gathers 900 chariots. And he took them from Haroshet Agoim to that valley which we mentioned before. Okay, the Nachal Kishon, which was next to Har Tavor. Okay, just to keep track of all the locations. So Devorah says to Barak, Get up for this day that God has given Sisera in your hands. Behold, God is going before you. And Barak being told by Devorah that God is now with him, he goes from the mountain of Tabor with 10,000 men behind him. So kind of, this is kind of what Barak had brought her for. He needed her to tell him the exact moment you know, to get excited. And she says, don't worry, go down and fight them for God is with you. So till the very last moment, he's with the Neviah. You know, he stays with the prophetess the whole time. God confused the, the, the whole uh, Sisera and all of the chariots and all of the camp of Sisera before the sword, before Barak. All of them become confused. They, become, they go into panic. And once they're in panic, uh, Barak succeeds in defeating them by the edge of a sword. To the extent that Sisera now runs away and he runs away from the scene of the battle. So they lose, Sisera loses, Barak succeeds, and now Barak is routing the enemy, and Sisera has run away from the scene of the battle. Barak, with his people, ran after all of the, the scampering enemy and to, to complete the route. And they went until meaning they destroyed, not only did they, destroy, they beat them at the battle, they ran after them until they got back to their city and they, you know, they, they were able to get to the city. And the whole camp of Sisera fell. Not one man remained. Okay, and that's where we're going to pause for today. Tomorrow we're going to see where Sisera runs and what happens to him when he runs away from the scene of the battle. That whole thing with him that happens, is there something that very similarly happened somewhere else? Or is this the famous story? What? What's coming up soon? Yeah. Um... Uh, there is a um, 
No, no, we'll get to it tomorrow. I know what you're referring to. Baruch Adonai Amen. By the way, these